Hi there. Welcome to this week's message from Darkness to Light. We hope that you enjoy the message and will join us each week for an inspiring devotional. And now here's Troy Holden with this week's message. I'd like to talk to you about some of the people in your life today. And the theme of my message can be summarized into four words. Learn to let go. Holding on to something that God is saying has come to an end is painful. And that process of holding on to something or someone that God wants you to let go of will hurt you. If it doesn't hurt you, then it will plant seeds, seeds of bitterness, seeds of resentment and unforgiveness. That's what will begin to build up in your heart. And that's how Satan wants you to react. How could they do this to me after all I did for them? How could they just treat me like that? You see, it's thinking like that that'll cause you to become disheartened. You induce yourself into a state of suffering when instead, you need to just let them go. Respectfully, quietly, gracefully, let them go. All of the people in your life have an appointed time and season. All people will serve a purpose in your life according to God's will. But what we need to realize is that not everyone who is around us is meant to be in our lives forever. Not every friend will always be a friend. Look back over your life. How many friends did you have years ago that you're still friends with today? They came and they served a purpose whether you liked it or not. They came for an appointed time and season. So when you find yourself in a position where someone is walking away from you, pray for the grace to accept that someone has served their purpose. Pray that the Lord will be your comfort as He guides you into the next chapter. We don't always know what's best for us, but the Lord does. Now, I'd like to move on and talk to you about three types of people to avoid. When someone comes to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ, a new life emerges replacing the old one. And all at once, this new believer experiences a joy and a hope that wasn't there before. But here's the thing. If you don't surround yourself with people who encourage you in your journey of faith, then the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. A believer who's walked with God for a while can become discouraged and lose hope when they encounter people in their life who are not living up to the faith they proclaim to have found. If a person's relationship with Christ is not grounded in who he is and what he has done, then that person is more likely to be swayed by what other believers do, what other people say. As Christians who are part of the body of Christ, it's our job to secure our faith in God and His Word. It's our duty to guard ourselves and protect our faith by examining the relationships we have. Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? Are they supporting you to go forward? Are they pushing you backwards? Now, I want us to specifically look at the three types of toxic people to avoid when living our daily walk 
in Christ. The first person to avoid is the discourager. We all know this person. It's the person who has something negative to say about every situation. They're always seeing the glass half empty, never seeing the positive side. Imagine this scenario for just a moment. A brand new believer has an excitement for church of being a part of what God's doing. She's coming and attending every single thing the church has to offer. If the doors are open, she's there. She sits down to someone that she knows is a Christian and she's just excited to get to know her. However, this person immediately starts going on about how long the sermon's gonna last and how there aren't enough compelling ministries in the church. And this new believer walks away with a stunned look, trying to understand why someone wouldn't have the same joy and hope that she's found. She tries a few more times to give this person a chance, thinking maybe she just had a bad day. But every time she walks away, she has a feeling of the weight of negativity. Her new friend always seems to find something wrong with everything that's going on in the church. You need to remember, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. The way others talk and look at life can have a major impact on us. But rather than focusing on the ones that discourage, look for people who motivate you and spur you on. As Hebrews 10.24 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. The Bible's telling us that we need to have people that will encourage us in our walk with the Lord and constantly uplift us as opposed to discouragers. The second person I think you should avoid is called the distractor. These are people who distract you from your calling and from accomplishing the work of the Lord. People who don't have their sights set on the will of God, but on themselves. Their priorities focus on self rather than service. If you spend large amounts of time with these types of people, you'll lose sight of the calling that God's planted within you. For example, a believer who wants to pursue a closer walk with the Lord spends time meditating on God's Word. They spend time in their prayer closet. They surround themselves with godly people. And when you do this, you'll always have people that will say comments like, he's always at church or church is his life. Instead of pushing you to continue, they try to convince you to go out or do something that doesn't focus on the Lord, but on fleshly desires instead. And while we should still have relationships with people that are not saved because we can be the light in a dark world, our closest friends should be those who share similar desires about God's will and God's calling. Look at the believers in Acts 2. They were so passionate about the Lord that they met together daily. Verse 42 says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Meeting together and pursuing Christ was their desire. At the end of the chapter, we see that God was adding to their numbers daily when it came to the amount of people who were being saved. The third type of person to avoid is the person who's the destroyer. It may not be a physical destruction thereafter, but a destruction of your peace and joy and maybe even your faith. These are probably the most important people to avoid because they can be disguised in sheep's clothing as Matthew 7:15 states, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. 
These people even know Scripture sometimes. Remember that when the devil tempted Jesus in Matthew 4, he used Scripture every time. So these people will often know the Word, seem like Christians, but when you really listen to them, really, really listen, they are far from God. Our enemy, the devil, wants to destroy the peace and joy God's given us, and he can even use others to do it. Consider this scenario. A woman joins a ministry in her church to try and reach a lost community. There's those around her who don't agree with the ministry, and they look for ways to convince others in the church, including this woman, why the ministry is not needed. They speak well. They have a reputation of being people who have invested a lot in the church. They will likely, most likely, have been members for a long time. Now, even though they proclaim Christianity with their mouth, their heart proclaims something else. These types of people are out to destroy anything that brings others peace and joy. So you and I should pray for the discernment that we can identify those kinds of people. Pray for their deliverance, but still keep them at a distance so they don't have any effect over us. It's so vital to your relationship with Christ to make sure you're surrounded by people who encourage you, who participate in doing the Lord's work and building up the body of Christ rather than tearing it down. It doesn't matter if you're a new believer or you've been a believer for many years, the enemy will use anyone he can to distract you from following the Lord. So be cautious and guard your heart from these types of people. Pray and ask God to put people in your life to edify your walk with Him. The Bible says in Psalm 37, verse 23, 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Remember this. Your steps are ordered by God. It doesn't matter who's walking in and out of your life. That shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should be on Jesus Christ. And when you focus on Him, He will bring people into your life who'll work with you, encourage you, and stand by you. And when they have served their purpose, and it's time for you to continue your journey without them, then trust God. It can be hard to see reality clearly when our emotions get in the way. That's why we need to pray for the grace to be of a clear mind. We'll meet a lot of people over our lifetime. Without a doubt, there's many we'll grow fond of, some we'll be so sad to let go of. Others we'll manage to let go of once we realize they've served their purpose. But we have to trust that God knows what He's doing. He knows what will help us. He knows what will harm us. And in the grand view of eternity, in the grand scheme of our beginning and our end, He knows it all, what is needed to develop our character, who is needed to take us to the next level, and also who should be removed so that we can be free to elevate. We don't always have control over the people who influence our lives. We can't always beg them to stay or force them to leave. But what we can control is our attitude. The Bible says, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Living peaceably means letting go of anger. It means letting go of malice. It means letting go of regret. It means letting go of what could have been and looking forward to what's ahead. 
God has so many relationships in store for you that you might not even know about yet. Don't miss out on the opportunities He's preparing for you because you're too focused on preserving something that was never going to last. And don't try to bury your emotions, but bring them to God in prayer. He knows your hurt. He knows your pain. Jesus himself was betrayed by the ones he loved. He understands your reluctance, but he will also give you the strength to do the hard things you need to do. Pray for wisdom as well. It can be hard to determine when to stay and when to let go, but at some point it becomes clear when it's not meant to be. If a relationship no longer glorifies God, but instead glorifies self, it's time to move on. It's time to look forward. So if God removed them from your life, don't be afraid to let them go. This has been your weekly message from darkness to light. Thanks again for joining us today. 